Hello and welcome to the This Is Reno podcast. I am your host, Bob Conrad. We are back with a new series of four brand new episodes, one of which will be released each week for the next four weeks. If you are a This Is Reno subscriber, and I hope you are, you can listen to the whole series right now. Just head on over to thisisreno.com and click the sign in button to get access to all subscriber content. This series features Reno's creative outlets, including music, art, and literature. University of Nevada student Carly Savageo is our reporter who recorded these episodes last fall. This first episode is about Reno's music scene. Please welcome Carly. There's show tonight at The Saint, a bar in downtown Reno. I walk in. On the left, several middle-aged people are drinking or playing pool. Casablanca plays on the TV that hangs above the bar. As I make my way further into the building, a stage is lit, and Nick Ng, a local Reno musician, is doing sound checks as several 20-somethings donning sweaters and eclectic eyewear are drinking whiskey sours or beer, talking amongst each other. A 50-something man dances almost in a spiritual way in front of the stage, his hands slowly swaying back and forth. I find a seat next to the wall, and the show begins. Being an, an independent artist gives you the freedom to do a lot of stuff that uh, you wouldn't normally do. And, um, you know, every big artist starts out as an independent artist. You know, it's just how everyone gets their, it's how everyone gets their start. Your favorite artist was a local artist at one point. So, um, yeah, it gives you a lot of freedom. Um, you know, what the trends are and you just do what um, feels good. We just got a lot of really good musicians here. We've got a lot of good bands, got a lot of good songwriters. That's what I think is so cool is that, you know, some, it's like, I have nothing against, you know, um, uh, electronic stuff, um, EDM or, or uh, rap or anything like that. That's a whole other talent in itself, but I mean, it's just great to be able to go places and actually hear someone sing and play songs with, with someone, um, you know, rather kind of being like a, like a club party, that kind of thing. So that's what I think we've, we've got going for us is uh, eclectic songwriters and eclectic bands. So it's just good that people uh, have a chance to um, have a city, have venues that they can go out and they can express themselves and they can get listeners, they can get fans, and I mean, that's, that's a good thing, that's a wonderful thing. Reno is a town in northwestern Nevada resting at the foot of the Sierra. It has a history of being a hard rock town musically. The hard rock scene has died down, and with the collection of casinos and nightlife hubs, Reno has become a patchwork of eclectic bands and musicians. We are Tomás y los Lenguas. In English, that would be Tommy and the Tongues. There's your Spanish lesson for the day. The Sunday night after I went to The Saint, I went to The Holland Project, a well-known music and art venue, where local band Tommy and the Tongues, along with Slow Well, were opening for Color TV. We are the best, we are the best rock and roll band in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> and I, I would like to, anyone that would like to challenge that. Alex, I can't read though, so. Yeah, yeah, Alex is pretty modest. Kind of challenge <laughs> That's the band's lead singer, Alex Moreno. Um, we play rock and roll. That's the best way I could describe it.
Tommy and the Tongues just got back from a tour around Portland, Eugene, and Seattle. Portland would be the best received because Portland's weird. Known for being weird, and we were the least. They looked at us like we were like that's Tommy Howe, one of the band's guitarists. For being a town that's musical history leans on the side of being more hard rock, they said that the rock scene in Reno is experiencing a dip. Um, it's really hard to like to um, compete with like the nightlife in Reno. You know? That's Jake Painter, one of the band's guitarists and an employee at the Holland Project. You know, like there's all you know downtown, which is horrible, and uh, you know all the other casinos. You know, there's like the midtown bars and stuff like that. You know, it's really hard to like get, you know, to want someone to come see like a show that has about, you know, 20 people there. And I know. think like half of it also has to do with just like what's popular today. Like the music yeah. is popular. It's like that's like none of the music that like that goes on here is really what's popular. And so like no one really gives a yeah, rock like, and like any like I mean just like any kind of form of like rock and roll, punk, metal, whatever it is. I don't know if he's doing, but yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, like EDM artists that come through here definitely get big crowds, but bands like this that are, like, no one really listens to punk. Like, I'm in college and everybody just listens to EDM. That's Cameron Stradonsky, the band's drummer. EDM and, like, rap and all this, the mainstream music, so I feel like that's a big reason that he's so hard to die down. I think it's all easy. It's all just, fun. It's all fun. So it's I like there's finding no, places to play. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's tough. It. Yeah, there's not a lot of places to play. And you yeah. can't do it like yeah. super consistently. And no one likes you like when they don't know who you are. So you just have to like kind of beg the right asshole to like give you a gig. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially like locally around here, like having like the Holland Project and that sort of thing. Um, it's so important that everyone gets a chance to say what they need to say, what they want to say. Um, they have a place to do it. They have like a nice community and everyone just support each other uh, as much as we can. I, f I feel like like it, it's like inspirational in the sense that we, I mean, anyone can do it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you just gotta, I mean, anyone can do it as long as they, you know, at least try. They have to at least try. It's not, uh, I don't know, it, does, it doesn't take some crazy virtuosity to make a good, fun song and have a great time. Yes, I'm in a band, uh, so my name is Ben Birkenbein. I am an assistant professor of media studies at the Reynolds School of Journalism at the University of Nevada. Um, and um, I'm in a band. I'm in a band called Fine Motor, and it's comprised of uh, multiple members from the UNR community. Um, I'm the only one in journalism, and then everybody else is in the English department. Reno is kind of interesting in that it's like a, it's a weird patchwork of a lot of different kind of styles like we just played a house show not too long ago and the the guy who opened I think is from he's from a smaller town I forget where but he was all dressed up like kind of cowboy you know and he did like almost it wasn't even like rebel country it was more like kind of like punk country like you know like, yeah uh, it just and it was just him right it was like him and a guitar him and a drummer uh, and the drummer was the, that was the first show he had a drummer so like that's what I mean. Like you can get this really interesting mix of stuff. 
So it's a fairly eclectic scene, I think. That's my, my impression anyways. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that for a city of this size, it gets a disproportionate number of like bigger acts that come through here because of the casino circuit as well. So there's always, there's kind of interesting stuff anyways uh, going on in Reno. Uh, that, I will say, the other important part of that is just the Holland Project. Like, it's really important to have those kind of all-ages venues where, you know, like high schoolers can come, right? Like, and, and hear local or good and independent music and support local musicians and then maybe start a band themselves, you know, and then they can play at the Holland Project. So that doesn't exist in all cities. And so I hope that people don't take that for granted and they should support the Holland Project. There's still something really appealing about the just the do-it-yourself ethos, and I think that that's still out there. It's just like a way of being. Like, if you don't like the way things are, if you feel dejected or whatever else, like that, the mentality is to go out and make something, right? If you don't like the music you're hearing, then like make some music. You know, if you don't like the the way you're you know, whatever, the, the personal lives of, or whatever, you don't like your politicians, like, just do something in your community, like, make a difference, that's, that's kind of the point, and so, yeah, I don't think we should ever lose that. You have to appreciate the, that kind of creative impulse to, to do something, and as long as there's that impulse in, in humans, there will be independent music. The Monday after the Tommy and the Tongue show, I went to the Pinion Bottle Company, a popular bar that I've spent countless friends' 21st birthday dinners at, to meet with Clint Neuerberg, a member of Elephant Rifle and one of the founders of the Holland Project. It, you know, if, if nothing else, it just like makes life nicer. Like imagine if we were in here and it was just concrete walls and this blind melon song wasn't playing and it was just neon lights. You'd be like, man, that sucks. It was just like quiet, concrete walls, neon lights, all the beer tasted the same. Uh, there was nothing nice to look at, nothing nice to hear. Like, fuck, that would be, that would, that'd be terrible. Like, I, that's not, that's not a world I want to live in. It's also a great, th like it brings everyone to the table. Look at that show last night. I knew five people in that room, but we were all there. I mean, there were way more than five people in that room. There were a ton of people in that room I'd never met before. We were all there for the same reason. We all had a good time for, you know, two hours. No one was interested in, like, who voted for who or, or who said what. It's like, we're all just here to be part of the same community and bang our head and have a good time. So, I mean, it started slow like anything else. I mean, the first, the first meetings before it was even like the Holland Project or anything, it was just like, or maybe 15 people getting together, musicians, artists. And it was just all these people talking about how it would be, you know, how we, how we would love to have this sort of underground gallery and the show space that didn't exist there. And that was in, that was in 2006. Is there a thing that makes Reno's music scene different than other cities? In, in my experience, yes. And I think it's a couple things. Um, Brad and I have talked about this a lot. And he actually, 
is far more eloquent in expressing this than I am. Um, but here goes. Uh, I, I think like a because we're we're somewhat secluded. We're like. The nearest big city is San Francisco, yes, but it's like you have to cross over a giant mountain range to get to it, or go over across like a barren desert. It's like everything is is just far enough away that we so, we're sort of on our own here. Um, most of our friends that are in bands sound nothing like us, but like we still play shows with them. We still go to their shows. They come to our shows, um, and this this really sort of. Uh, this was like it was sort of reinforced when I started touring and saw like uh, that wasn't the case in other cities and also like something that's kind of happening concurrent to this is outside of Reno like people really have a, a dismissive that can border on like a, a, like a super negative view of Reno because of that like like when creative people from Reno step outside of Reno, they sort of have a little bit of chip on their shoulder. And I think it, I think it makes us like kind of a little hungrier. We want a little more. I think the bands in Reno are better than the bands in most places. I think that's why. It's because we have something to prove. We gotta prove that like, we, we deserve a seat at the table with everyone else. One under Blink, one the axe. It's new music from Elvis Costello and the Imposters. Nope, he's not done. Still doing new music, and that one's called Unwanted Number. Getting ready for live for lunch. Well, the Holland Project, the Saint, and several other music venues serve as a physical place where audiences can experience local artists. A few radio stations around town help promote local bands such as 100.1 The X. But the, the local spotlight and... Uh, and during that segment, we usually try to we usually um, try to have bands that are either playing local gigs or have a new CD out that we can promote where they're playing or how to get their CD. Whether it's usually on the internet these days, nobody sells many CDs in in person other than at their shows. It's okay. um, you know. People like music that they know. People like music that they can sing along to. The, as long as I've been working in radio for 35 years, I have learned more and more that the majority of people do not want to be challenged musically. It's hard for people to find new music. It's hard for the majority of people a large swath of the majority of people to be creative, be musically adventurous and try to find new music and, and, and try to um, turn themselves on to new music. And that's, I think, was by design by the record companies back in the 70s and 80s and 90s was that they had this stranglehold of this is the music you're going to listen to, this is the music you're going to buy, and this is how it's going to work and we're, and we're all going to be rich. So it was kind of like this whole propaganda machine of trying to infiltrate what the radio was playing so that people had very few choices. I mean, top 40 in pop music, I mean, that's what all that was, was just record companies just forcing that on people's throat and they're like oh yeah i like this because it's the only thing that was in there and so the challenge for local artists is to get people to be excited about their music 
that aren't relatives that aren't sleeping with the band that aren't groupies or something like that where they have to you know really put out really good music that is going to make people get shit about them and that's the hardest challenge for local music and any artist and for that capacity whether it be sculpture or painting or writing or any of those things i mean that's a it's a really difficult task for any um, human being, any creative human being to pull off. And of course, the challenge is also going to be radio because there's not a lot of radio stations that support local music because radio is a business. We are making money. You, The more people who listen to the radio station, the more we can sell our commercials for because that's how radio works. I mean, we're selling ads. I mean, and and there is not a huge groundswell of people trying to hear a local band. I mean, it's not like there's a lot of people who's like, oh, I can't wait to hear so-and-so's band. The majority of people don't even know them. I mean, uh, there's, I mean, if you ask people about what their favorite band is, uh, they barely can come up with the name of the band, let alone a, a genre of music that they like. And local music is definitely going to fall through all of those cracks. And it, it's, uh, but that being said, I mean, the internet is, and, and social media is definitely a great way to kind of hone in on those people that are seeking to be challenged musically, that are seeking to find new music, and who do want to hear maybe their next favorite band, not necessarily everyone's favorite band, but their next favorite band, and it might be a local artist. And, the one thing that I tell bands whenever they ask for advice is just like, you just got to play as much as possible in front of people as much as possible. Just gigs, good gigs, mediocre gigs. I mean, you just have to play and play and play and play and play and hope that your music resonates with enough people that you can have a body of work and a fan base that will support you, that will go to your shows when you have a show. Because the people who book shows are definitely say, hey, is this person going to draw or not? Are there going to be 10 people there or are there going to be 200 people there? I'm not going to book you if you're only going to have your family. I mean, they have to keep touring and touring and touring and, and, and not touring, but doing live shows doing live shows after live show in the town of Reno, let's say, for example. And the more shows that they do, the more great shows that they have. And people say, oh, I remember seeing that band two months ago. Let's go see him again. Or if they're walking down the street, hey, they're playing there. Let's go see them. I remember seeing that band. It was a great show. Let's see. Let's see him again. If they keep doing that and keep doing that and they can build this groundswell that they have that fan base that they – can say to a promoter, hey, we'll bring in 200 people, then they're going to say, okay, we'll book you. And they just have to, they have to bring the goods. Now, that's what the most difficult thing is. These guys have jobs. They can't just drop everything and just go on tour because there's not a lot of money. The, 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 the gig, the, the venue is not going to pay them. They have to make either their money on merch, selling their t-shirts or their uh, CDs or their stickers or whatever. And if they're not a big band, that's really difficult. And that's the most difficult thing for a band is to just say, we're going to go on tour and do that. I mean, the, the Sex Tones have done a really good job. Jelly Bread has done a really good job. Dead Winter Carpenters up in Tahoe have done a really good job. 
And, I mean, there's few and far between outside of those guys that can quit their day jobs and do this for a living. I mean, it's really, really difficult. The main reason why I, as a program director, try to support local music as much as I possibly can in the commercial world of radio that I have higher ups to answer to is because I believe in Reno and I believe in the community and I believe that there is a band out there that will break and be a big huge band. I mean, Vegas has put out The Killers and Imagine Dragons, and they have a good record. We, Reno, has not really had a band that has um, had a good run since the Seven Seconds, or there was a band called the Mud Sharks. They had a medium kind of range on the west coast never went to the east coast but they were kind of like a ska funk band that had marginal success but not really huge i mean whitney meyer went on um one of those karaoke shows on tv and she had kind of a, a name recognition but she never really broke out she went to los angeles to try to make it there and she hasn't gotten very far there but i'm always trying to encourage local musicians and giving them a spot on the radio to encourage them and to not give up their dream, they might not ever make it to the point where they can feed their family and feed themselves on the success of their music, but they can at least say that they tried and did the best that they can, and I'm doing the best that I can to try to give them a platform to play their music. And I keep on rooting that maybe one of these bands is going to make it big, and put Reno on the map per se and not necessarily we're already on the map in the world but but you know it would be great to say hey that band's from Reno Thank you for listening. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your audio stories. As always, thank you for supporting locally owned independent journalism. This series was edited by Holly Hutchings. Please visit us online at thisisreno.com.